Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Chad Eckes, CIO at Wake Forest Baptist Health. In this segment, Eckes talks about reprioritizing to create a culture of innovation, his strategy to move to a private cloud infrastructure, and how he's winning over the cloud critics. Well, a lot of times we'll talk about innovation, and a common thing you hear is that it's a priority and it's a focus but you still have to get to all the uh, the day-to-day things and you know get, keep the shops running and it's uh it can be a challenge I'm sure to kind of try to foster that innovation while also making sure that everything is is being done that needs to be done that's that's true and you know I think to my lens on this it's always a matter of prioritiza- uh, prioritization of resources and time and you know, there isn't a, a CIO that I've ever met that says I have more capacity than demand, uh, you know, amongst re, you know, our resources. So one of the things we've done here is uh, first we needed to understand where our capacity was focused. And uh, we basically created uh, six different buckets uh, for time reporting so that we could get a baseline and then we created targets of how we were going to allocate uh, our time going forward. And one of those buckets was on uh, innovation. Uh, so, so that uh, was the first step. The second step was to, you know, hit a, you know, throw uh, a goal out there, uh, you know, trying to, you know, at least uh, say, you know, we're going to do this, and here's what we're committed to. And that was our uh, goal of five innovations. And then, you know, number three was uh, really creating a culture of innovation amongst the team. So, you know, we needed to, you know, create an environment and an opportunity for our entire department. There's uh, approximately 341 uh, ITS stakeholders here who have great ideas. And, uh, you know, they've had ideas over... Uh, the years, many of which never came to the t- uh, to the table, because we just you know we were busy doing other things, and right. you know uh, you know leadership would say thanks, but stay focused on what we're uh, we're supposed to be doing here. Uh, well, we are making that not only acceptable to bring those ideas forward and to be considered to be done. But we're we're actually making it part of people's jobs to be creative and think of uh, think of that. And then the final thing that we've uh, done is we we started looking at buckets of work that uh, we could take off of people's plate uh, using other more efficient means. So as an example of uh, that, we've chosen to outsource our uh, our service desk. And uh, and our tier two support. So by doing uh, by outsourcing that and trying to get some of the the normal maintenance type items off of our uh, our team's plate, uh, they can redirect their time to not only just uh, you know more progressive projects, but also innovation. Yeah, and and I'm sure that that's something that's really appreciated on their end because often, you know, that was one of the concerns is that for the staff, the work kind of just keeps piling on and on. And, you know, with, with this industry being so 
things being so busy right now that I think it's really important to say, okay, well, this is something we can take off of your plate and, you know, to, to let, you, uh, let you be able to thrive. Absolutely. In fact, I do uh, monthly town halls, and we have a, a big lecture uh, pit uh, design. So the the department was in there a couple months ago, and I said, you know, could everybody uh, that really loves doing maintenance of our systems raise your hand? And I did have one person that raised her hand and said, boy, I, I like maintaining the system. Uh, and then I asked the question of who here has, uh, you know, had – a great idea, an innovative idea that, you know, was just not accepted and, you know, we didn't work on uh, in the past. And, you know, almost, yeah, I would say 80, 90 percent of the audience uh, raised their hand. And I said, how much, you know, how many of you would really enjoy working on that more than maintenance and support? And of course, you know, everybody raises their hand there. And, right. you know, so kind of like on one hand, you know, what, doing things like outsourcing tier one and tier two support uh, that is a cultural change and always met with some concern. But when we packaged it as, boy, we want, to, we want you to stop doing this so you can do more interesting things, I think the, uh, the response is boy, like, boy, that's a great opportunity. Yeah, something that, that I think uh, could, could go a long way towards uh, you know, keeping the staff um, happy, keeping them engaged. Absolutely, and, you know, I've always found people in IT really enjoy the latest, uh, greatest technologies. I mean, this is, we're all kind of wired that way. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, um, you've been CIO there for about six months or so? Uh, about seven months, yeah. Okay. So uh, I don't imagine this is a situation where you had a whole lot of time to, uh, you know, get get your feet wet at a slow rate. It sounds like you pretty much had to really jump right in. Yes, we have been moving at a very uh, fast pace. In fact, um, you know, I meet regularly with our uh, our partners in the area, and uh, they said, boy, you know, it's been a whirlwind since, uh, since you've come into the state. And they said, you know, they've not only never seen our organization move at this pace, but uh, they haven't seen any of their other uh, partners move at this pace. So. <laughs> no, that's a good thing. I mean, I'm, you know, it keeps you pretty busy, obviously, but um, I, I'm sure that that has to feel, uh, you know, be a validation to hear that. Yeah, it it is. And we're doing some just, you know, fascinating uh, things with technology. Um, uh, one of our biggest projects right now is moving to a private cloud infrastructure. And like many large uh, organizations, uh, especially, uh, you know, large healthcare systems, our infrastructure has kind of grown up over time, and we had silos of uh, different systems all over the place in terms of, you know, different storage, different processing. And, you know, one of the things that you get when you have uh, that type of a footprint is, you know, extraordinary amounts of cost that are unnecessary. Uh, so one of the immediate solutions was, uh, was to migrate to a full private cloud. And um, we, we quickly did the assessment. It, it was about a 60-day assessment. We designed the private cloud strategy 
that uh, is designed for 100% system uptime and allows us a lever to, uh, to quickly move to a public cloud solution should we desire to do that in the future. We've started that implementation process. In fact, our first uh, major delivery uh, has, uh, has arrived actually this week, and uh, we are migrating uh, 95 of our 739 applications uh, over the next couple weeks. Uh, so, you know, this is by the by the time we're done with this, we're going to move from uh, or to a hundred percent virtualized environment that uh, is uh, highly available and redundant, all on one common platform. Uh, and you know, the, it's the the team is very very excited about it. In fact, it's uh, all built on a. Uh, VCE vBlock architecture that uh, has EMC storage, uh, you know, uh, Cisco UCS, uh, you know, processing and and uh, networking gear. Okay, yeah, that that does seem like uh, an exciting thing. Was there any hesitation about moving to a cloud? Were there any people who were who weren't too sure about it? Well, I think the the biggest impact uh, from a hesitation standpoint was more on the academic uh, side because, you know, historically, when with grants for uh, for various uh, you know research studies, you would go and buy servers and storage independently, and it would be just kind of dedicated to that grant. And the concept of all of this being pooled on one private cloud, and when you you know, would get that grant, you would just buy your processing and storage services, uh, you know, in the cloud or in this private cloud uh, was, I mean, it, it's a hard uh, transition to make mentally yeah. when you think about that because you're given dollars for something you can't, uh, you know, touch and feel. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when we started describing this and, you know, we walked uh, people through this and, you know, for example, the benefits that we're expecting right now to start provisioning new systems, it takes us almost 60 days to provision a new system. That includes, you know, ordering hardware, getting it in, racking and stacking it all in, in the entire build. Where we're going is going to take us uh, no more than two days uh, to provision any system, in the, and we're you know, kind of giving ourselves a little fudge factor on there. It's really designed to be able to provision a new system in hours. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, to to hear that type of thing and to uh, and to talk about oh by the way when you when you're buying it out of this private cloud solution uh, now you know we have automatic high availability and uh, and redundancy built into the architecture so that you don't uh, and that was something you never could afford to do on when you were buying the equipment on a grant. And uh, also, we've already designed in, you know, a strategic plan of refreshing this hardware over time. So that's another problem that you get in when you buy the equipment under a grant. Five, you know, five years later, the grant yeah. money's uh, not there to buy new equipment, and yet you you still need the service of this production equipment. So many times that stuff would stay far longer than the useful life of it, and you deal with downtimes. 
So, right. you know, as we explained all of these uh, these benefits, you know, people are going like, wow, that makes sense. So we're really leveraging uh, the evolution of technology. We get yeah. we actually get more for the same amount of money. Yeah. That's a key factor, too. You know, obviously, anytime you're talking about costs. Yep, absolutely. And on top of this, for the next generation, we have, uh, you know, new tools like building data lakes uh, and using uh, structured and unstructured data to uh, quickly mine data using Hadoop and technologies like that. So we're able to paint visions of, increased uh, functionality on a lot of different fronts uh, just because we're, you know, re-architecting the paradigm of how we're doing all this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.